0: Welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. Well, today is July 17th, 2019, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. And last week, Adeline and I were able to uh, join Pastor Raphael Kajubi as well as Alan, his wife, and his four daughters for a week in Busega. We enjoyed our time immensely in Busega and we're just so delighted to be able to spend that time together as a dad and a daughter, but also with my brother from another mother. And while we were there, we were able to sit down with Pastor Raphael. And so today, I want to bless you uh, with this interview that we were able to have with Pastor Raphael Kajubi and my daughter, Adeline. But before we start that, know that on August 24th of 2019, we will gather at locations all around the United States and the world to run, walk, and fellowship during our annual Run for One 5K and One Mile Fun Run. It almost seems too good to be true that while we get up early, exercise, enjoy great company, and laugh together, that we are actually impacting the lives of real children in 16 countries around the world. You see, the work that Unadopted does provides holistic care for vulnerable children through amazing avenues such as training in life and job skills, caregiver training, and education. So if you want to participate in the Run for One 5K at either one of the seven live locations or if you want to run where you are in whatever country in the world you're in or in whatever state that you're in, go to run 5 korg Again, that's run41, the number 5k.org for more information or to register. You can give a hope and a future to children across the world just by running and walking on a Saturday morning. So join us to make a difference in the life of a child on Saturday, August 24th for the annual Run for One. I'm delighted to be joined by my dear brother, Pastor Raphael Kajubi. And Pastor Raphael and I have known each other for over 10 years, and we have just had an enjoyed week, enjoyed a week together as family. I've had my daughter Adeline here and been with his four daughters and his beautiful wife. We've enjoyed being with family, but we've also just enjoyed having time to reminisce about what the Lord has done over these, this last decade. And so, Pastor, first, before we even talk about some of the things that you've seen the Lord do in the last year, talk to us just about the work overall that the Lord is doing in the community of Bussega through King Jesus Church and the School for the Deaf and the Blind. Uh, my brother, Happy, the last time I was on this
1: podcast, I think should have been two years ago, I was telling the friends that were listening, sharing with them the wonderful partnership that only God could have orchestrated between king jesus church and lifeline but more than anything uh the 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 gist of this relationship over the past decade has been mainly Mm. the understanding that um one there is a a real work uh to 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 be done in a community like which is predominantly um occupied and and influenced by the muslim influence that is very very obvious if uh, this work was to be done Um, in a way that is maybe just running a project, Mm. we would not be doing honestly anything Mm. because there are many humanitarian organizations, including Muslims, Mm. that um, are feeding children, educating people. And so uh, having agreed before we ever started to work and do anything, that what needs to be done is the the grounding of the church, Mm. which is definitely the agency i believe jesus christ left behind to spread the gospel having agreed from the word god to allow the church the local church king jesus church to influence and uh, take ground in their own community in basega has been the number one uh, blessing watching in this uh, uh, friendship Uh, the last time i came to this podcast we were talking and believing god that um, not only do we need to, to feed children who are actually deaf and blind in a community like Bosega, where many of them are considered actually purely outcasts mm. uh, and uh, give them a future, give them life skills. But we said what, the number one thing we needed to plant was the ch- local church. And the time I came to the podcast, the church had gotten this piece of land mm. in the heart of Bosega, which was totally by the sovereign providence of God, and friends like these ones who listen to us, and you, our lifeline brothers and sisters. And then, but I came on, and we were saying we don't want to ever squeeze the church and say uh, we, we bring the school inside the church, but we said there was this next piece of property that we were praying and believing that if it is obtained then these deaf and blind children in a community like Busega, surrounded by environments like the King Fad, would also have a, a facility and a school for, 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 for the years to come. And um, I want to, to give thanks to the Lord that as we speak right now, not only does King Jesus Church have this property established in the community, but the school also have this property that we were talking about by that time, I think a year, a year and a half ago and so uh watching how the children have been praying watching how the children have brought their friends watching all the t- t- teachers like you're saying this week how the teachers love on these children not only that but watching these children established and ministering in the church um is nothing like what i can't even describe hubby.
0: Mm. and what a what a blessing it has been even this week to get to meet the brother james yeah. who was so instrumental in actually influencing his biological brother Mm -hmm. to help uh, make the purchase of the rest of that property Mm -hmm. uh, a a, a reality. And to see the way the Lord has orchestrated, even behind the scenes, to bring brothers like James, Mm -hmm. who owns property, uh, to a place where he would give property. And then just to see the impact. I know that one morning... While we were together, a brother Henry came and brought a young girl that his father had found among the cows that was deaf and bringing her to the school to get some life skill training and to to find a hope. It's such an encouraging thing to see these kids not just be able to be taught, Mm. but also to be taught in a manner where they're hearing the gospel, mm-hmm. uh, where the gospel is being poured into them, and they're a part of a greater community mm-hmm. that understands that there's value and there's worth mm-hmm. in these children. Uh, so, so talk to us about the transformation you've seen in both the church and in the community to the broader deaf community. Because, like you said, these children were outcast, yeah. and and now they are a mainstay in the worship gatherings of mm-hmm. King Jesus Church. Uh, they are an official ministry mm-hmm. of King Jesus Church. And even the greater community, I think, looks on them with greater dignity. Big time. And uh, uh,
1: happy for someone maybe seated in Birmingham right now, listening to this podcast, would we'll be wondering how can a child born, regardless of whether they are born with the disability of being deaf, how can they be thrown out? You saw that child, for example. You're talking about Henry, the child Henry brought, just because that child was born deaf and dumb. This kid was physically, when Henry was telling us this story, we couldn't, I mean, we are Ugandans, but these are some of our stories to even believe. But the reality is that that girl, Daphne, was once the parents realized Daphne is deaf and dumb, they got Daphne and took her to live with animals, cows, Mm -hmm. in the farm. And that's where Henry's father picks her up and uh, is like, we can't feed her like a cow. So to watch Daphne not only being dumped amongst cows, but now brought into the Busega School for the deaf and blind to be loved on, like you saw how she was welcomed uh, the other day when she came, watch what is gonna happen like in the next one year or so. Mm -hmm. Daphne most likely is not only going to be in the Busega Community School for the Deaf, but Daphne is going to be enrolled into ministering and serving with us at King Jesus Church Mm -hmm. in a very loving environment. But Daphne is going to bring her siblings Mm -hmm. Daphne is actually; she doesn't have siblings. Nobody knows about her siblings. But she's going to bring the people who kind of fostered her. She's going to draw all that entire family into the church. Um, like I was telling you the other day, I believe Henry is going to end up in church. Mm. I showed you Dominic. When Dominic's mother realized that she had given birth to a deaf child, Dominic was starved. Mm. Actually, she was left um, not to eat they found, I think, on the third or fourth day. She was left to just having a normal breath to to, to just survive the next day. And then they began to give him milk. And today, if I mean, you've watched Dominic serve and minister in in the church, but Dominic has not only brought himself or served with us in the church. Dominic has brought Auntie Susan and niece, cousins, Regina, Stephanie, this almost like these kids. As soon as people realize, you no, know, they are not uh, uh, maybe good as as cows or, mm-hmm. or or pigs or something. You you, you we we have been am- these kids. We thought we were helping them, but these kids are helping us. Mm-hmm. They have uh, impacted us. They have transformed us in a way that, if you see the growth that is going on at King Jesus Church, actually. Much of it is as a result of reaching out to people that everyone thought they were a curse. Mm -hmm. But now, everyone, some actually came to see how curses are coming to our families. And when people come and see, not only are they just out of danger, but they are radical lovers and and community contributors. It's it's devolutionalized them. It's devolutionalized us as a church community. And it's
0: affecting the entire community. Yeah. And the community effect is so ripple down through the gospel of Christ Jesus. And just even as you touched on there, I think of some of the original kids mm. that there's a group of five that we visited 10 years ago, mm. uh, came to Busega for the first time. Uh, we we ran around with Alan. We even talked about mm. she had Young Delight in yeah. the back of the car and we were visiting these homes. And uh, we talked about Anderson, who was absolutely just terrified at my presence i mean here is a a deaf child that cannot hear his mom's voice reassure him that this pale white man that's coming is not here it's not a demon here to take you away Uh, now to see him come up and give me a hug and a high five and Uh, to see him uh, have friends and to be able to communicate, and this was a boy that, not to embarrass his mother, but she was at wit's end yeah. and really didn't know what else to do yeah. Yeah. with him. He was he was hindering their family, yeah. and now to see not just Anderson coming to hear and receive the gospel, but his mom, the sister, the sister and they're serving in the church. Yeah. So they're not they've not just come to saving faith in Christ, mm-hmm. but they have truly surrendered to the ministry. Of the church, we look at Adam and and the way that his sister is now married, and his mom is com- faithfully coming to church and and ministering in the community. And this was a Muslim woman who is saved radically from that faith. You know, wh- I think what we miss is that when we're just doing aid, uh-uh. all we're doing is bringing a handout. We could have educated these children. Yeah but it wouldn't have ever impacted their families in the way that it has now. Talk about just the the way that the ministry started out to the deaf and the blind, but how really it has been a revolutionary growth to see King Jesus take the gospel to those that can hear and to those that were in darkness.
1: See the huge difference that people, many people actually don't get between the gospel, the real preaching of the gospel, saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and any other form of religion or traditions is that, like for example, let me compare between Islam and Christianity. The God of Islam will not take in anyone that is not able-bodied. Mm. You cannot perform for Allah. Mm. But our Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ, will pick on those that society has rejected. Mm. No one wants, mm. helpless, left by them to themselves. Not only will He transform their internal world, but he will equip them mm. to actually begin to be able to contribute in ways that are beyond human understanding, mm. to prove scripture that he picks the useless, mm. the foolish, the, the, the helpless, to confound the wisdom of the wise mm. and uh, those that think they are powerful. We live in a time, Habi, even some of the best people, in the they live in a country like USA. Birmingham, wonderful communities where like we've been talking about people are almost coming to the end of themselves mm-hmm. in terms of parenting in terms of the realities of uh, what to do with uh, real life the way it is right now and uh, many people are what what is frustrating them or confusing them is they feel like what 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 more can i do what more can i do for this teenage child what more can i the truth is that the good news, what we're learning from the reality of the deaf children, there's not not much you and me both can do. Mm -hmm. Or anyone hearing listening to this podcast. And that's what we've seen with the deaf children. These were people that society had deemed useless. uh, Good for nothing. So to watch someone like Anderson not only transformed in himself, that he's very confident and loving and can hug a white pelman from, from <laughs> Birmingham and, uh, and, and with joy and, and confidence and, and, and love. That is only truly the work of the gospel. Mm. And actually, um, I like how you use it uh, when, whenever you come here and say, lifeline only plays a small part. Mm. Uh, I, I wish this can be true, by many organizations and many ministries that we can come to a place of not seeing ourselves as a champion but promoting the real champion and that is the lord jesus christ only him transforms the useless helps the rejected but at the same time brings us to a very good humble place where we know that even when we are making a contribution it's not necessarily about us it is him who has empowered us to make that contribution
0: amen Well, I know one of the delights that I have had on this trip is getting to travel with my sweet daughter, Adeline, And so two years ago, actually, unfortunately, the last time I was in Uganda, it's been way too long since I've been here, I had my son Caleb with me, and we started something that became the 12-year-old trip. And so Adeline is 12, and when she came time to go to 12, we pulled out my travel itinerary and we said, where would you want to go? And she said, even if you're not going there, I want to go to Uganda. And so she has had just a delight. She's been a delight to have here. But Adeline, talk about coming to Uganda, being in Africa, what have been the things that have really impacted you the most?
2: So I really enjoyed the deaf and blind school and just seeing how the kids there are thriving so much and how they're being loved and educated and they were on the street. They would have been on the streets if um, Pastor Raphael and his workers and his people hadn't taken them in and now they are being loved and educated. And um, I also enjoyed the school, not the school, the church and um, I got to tour that, but then we also got to be in a service, and then um, just the community and the people there, they really, even though they don't have much, they just love and cherish.
0: Yeah, and I know one thing that you have told me that you have just loved is you just love the people, um, and how kind and, and inviting and friendly that they are, and just like you said, even some of the people who, in American terms, yeah. may not have much stuff, they have so much joy, and you've seen that joy for sure. And so you've had, I know, some of the little children come up to you, and you've had the opportunity to love on them. Talk about what that feels like when they are running up to you and wanting to hug on you and pull on you. And
2: I just think it's a great opportunity, even if you can't speak to them, just to share the love of Christ with them and to hug around them and to... Just smile at them. Even if you can't say words to them, it means a lot to them, whatever you do.
0: Okay, one last question, sweet girl. So you're 12 years old, and a lot of 12-year-olds have not been to Africa or even had some of the opportunities because you've actually, when you were really young, you got to go to China. Uh, So when you were six, and then last summer, we got to spend the summer as a family in Colombia. Why do you think it's important that parents take children on mission and why how what kind of impact has it made on you as a twelve year old?
2: So I think just a lot of kids don't have this opportunity and first I'm just thankful that I have been able to do the go to these places. But then I just think it impacts you and your heart and it just helps you see that you are you have a lot and that it helps me when I feel like complaining or not feeling like I have enough to know that I do and that there are people all around the world who are starving and I think this just helps get a um perspective of other people's lives and then just helps you not have such a bad attitude about what you have and so I just think that has helped me and then also just to be able to live in someone else's life just to be able to experience that
0: Thank you, Adeline. That was certainly a beautiful thing. And I just want to encourage all parents to invest, if you can, taking your children around the world. For one thing, what a picture that all children are made in the image of God. It doesn't matter uh, what shade of skin they have. It doesn't matter what they were brought up with. It doesn't matter what type of experience they had. All children are made in the image of God. And what a reminder that all children need the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so as we go out, it just it 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 broadens our worldview. And I think that as dads and as brothers, I don't know about you, brother, but has Mm -hmm. been a delightful thing to see our girls playing with each other and not playing each with each other as strangers from the other side of the world, but playing with each other as sisters in Christ yeah. and as family. Yeah. And what a beautiful picture that is. And and I think it's so important that as the church, that we never, especially the American church, never go into another context right. thinking that we're at all superior yeah. because of what, we've, what we have, because really at the end of the day, our situations and our circumstances are so similar. Yeah. Uh, because at the at the core, sin has marred wherever we grew up. Yeah. Sin has has hurt wherever we grew up. I know we were just laughing even before at stories of of you and Alan growing up, and she had a friend who accidentally put her hand in a cobra's nest, thinking yeah. it was a bird nest, and you had a friend that ran into a lion. You know at the end of the day it may be a lion or a cobra we're back at home it's a mountain lion or a bear or a snake at the end of the day creation is groaning for the redemption of christ and as we go in we partner together arm in arm to encourage one another to what god has called us to do how how would you say that you feel like lifeline has encouraged you in your ministry and not not hindered your ministry um I, I wish, like I've
1: always told you, and I hope they will, we've talked about it, I hope someday it will be written. I hope, like, some of the ways uh, Lifeline has partnered with us as King Jesus family, I hope at one point it will become a model. Mm. Because, like, this is coming over almost a decade, working with you, and, um, like, even my my daughter hearing it, I think, clearly, and seeing it yesterday. And she's like, really, Dad, you've you, you been... Friends with Hobby this this long, Uncle Habi. She said, actually, Uncle Habi, Uncle Habby this long. I think I wish it can be like this. Mm-hmm. That partnership is not just a terminology. Mm-hmm. Partnership is um is is where like how we've been doing it the last um, so many years, sitting down. I hear your heart, then you hear my heart and uh, watching how the entire team at Lifeline, in fact, I was asking you the other day, do you drink something with Mm. everybody to make sure everybody gets it, that this is mutual. Mm. And uh, I even like what you've just asked Adeline on on this podcast, that Adeline, do do you feel like there's something you're taking away? And that's the truth. Mm. How I pray that God has one church. Mm. God does not have the Busega church. Mm. And the American church and the Indian church—it is one church, the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. And there are only two kinds of people. Abby and like, that's what Lifeline has encouraged me to see clearly. There is um, the those that are out, those that have not come to know Jesus Christ, and are part of His church or His family. And there are those that are part of His family, and those that are part of His family—they could be Indians or Africans, mm-hmm. Asians or whichever people group they are. That's the only two, two, two groups, and um, wh- how Lifeline has not been a hindrance at all is in the fact that Lifeline is not bringing a project here, mm-hmm. Lifeline is coming alongside and in- encouraging and empowering the local church, King Jesus Church, to be the one reaching out to her people, mm-hmm. loving her people, and influencing the community. Mm-hmm. I've never seen you or anyone from Lifeline saying, Please. This is how we do it in Birmingham. Put this. These are the colours we use in Mm. Birmingham. This this is how we sit in Birmingham. This is how we talk in Birmingham. Never. And so I wish, uh, with all due respect, all other ministries that are trying to do a lot of good, I think around the world, I wish we can trust that every people group wherever they are, let's come alongside them. Let's let's hear they are. Let's hear their visions Mm. and. uh, kind of drive that and i feel in the last 10 years i've never seen you come to tell me plant lifeline um, stroke bombing in Busega. Mm-hmm. it's been we love king jesus church and we want to encourage king jesus church and i wish it, this can be true for many other ministries around the world
0: so pastor's youngest child Sella, is six years old and she's on a kick where she says either that's not the truth or she says you know i'm just being honest when she says the brutal truth and so I do want to say one thing about your answer. You're not being completely honest. Uh, when I did walk into the guest house, it was painted orange and blue for Auburn. And I did say we need to change this. Uh, obviously, I was joking. Uh, but uh, I think some team before me knew that I was coming and decided to paint it orange and blue, uh, knowing that I'm a huge Alabama fan. But uh, in all seriousness, you know what my brother has said is so true. I have been enriched more by him He could have ever, I could have ever enriched him. And I know he would say that's not true, but it is so true. Uh, I can't tell you how many times that this brotherhood has meant so much to me personally. Some of the darkest times in my ministry life, when some of the most, the big, deepest, darkest struggles have come. uh, I kid you not, the Holy Spirit has tapped my brother's shoulder and he said, I just feel impressed to pray for you, and every single time it's been at one of the darkest moments of my life, and to know that I have a brother that is is earnestly praying for me, uh, that is is on his knees with his wife and his children praying for me. Uh, there 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 is there is nothing that I could ever give my brother or this community in and of myself, but to be sacrificed to the Holy Spirit and to the Lord. And that's what that's what brotherhood and partnership mm-hmm. is about. And when we are able to partner across oceans and across nations, the privilege is to be able to meet our brothers and sisters that one day we're going to spend eternity with in heaven and to partner in projects together, mm-hmm. not that one of us is superior or has the answers. Mm -hmm. King Jesus Church does not need Lifeline. The ministry of Busega Deaf and Blind does not need Lifeline, but I believe we've been enriched by having each other in our lives. And that's such an important thing that I would hope that all ministries and All missions would see that that we're going to the nations in order to lock arms with our brothers and sisters and support them so that when they're weak, we're holding their arms up. But in turn, there have been so many times that those in Busega have lifted my arms up and lifted Lifeline's arms up when we were weak. And this is just the beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And again, that's not humanitarian aid. Humanitarian aid is, let me bring my checkbook and write a bunch of checks. Partnership is, let's get in the trenches together with the gospel. Brother, in that vein, and as we kind of close out this podcast, how are ways that we can be praying specifically for the Kajubi family and for the ministries of King Jesus Church?
1: Um for the Kajubi family. Let's continue to please pray for us that um we can continue to 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 we are not overwhelmed. Not even one single day. The work has grown tremendously and we are which, which we are very, very thankful. Let's continue to Lift us up in prayer that we are not overwhelmed. Mm. Uh, please, if everyone can join me in praying that they they, they can be prov- God in God in His providence can allow me to have my brother from another mother come at least once. Mm. I know you're busy, but at least once <laughs> or twice a year, for me to be able to spend this enriching mm. time together. I think it's a a wonderful prayer, heartfelt prayer for me deeply. Mm. Um, away from that, we need to continue to pray for. Uh, there is a big need we got the land for the school it's it's a big weight on my heart i would love to see that there's going to be a day when um, this school for these blind and deaf children is built mm. um there's there are going to be so much logistics and financial needs and mm. building materials uh, i'm calling and praying on everyone who can pray to pray that uh, finally there is going to be a day when we can sit on this podcast and we are giving God all the praise and all the glory when these children have classrooms, mm-hmm. uh, when we've succeeded being able to permanently put together a church mm-hmm. that is permanently established in this um, community of Busega. Mm-hmm. The the stakes are so high, that, uh, the, the influences. The other day we were visiting the Kano Mama Gaddafi mosque. Mm-hmm. You could hear how that young man was taking us around, how he kept insisting. That yes, the, we are so thankful the na- the statistics of Islam uh, d- mm. d- declined, but now they are growing again. We are reaching out. So, Busega is one of those target groups mm. and areas. So, trusting that the church and the school can grow and take root mm. in uh, that community
0: of Busega. Yeah, mm. and one of the things that I just do want to highlight the urgency, even of what's happening with the development of property mm-hmm. in Busega. Lord willing, and it's been a miracle. Uh, Even on this trip, there is a super highway now that runs on the upper side, the north side of Busega, which is a blessing to that community, uh, a blessing to get to the airport a lot Mm -hmm. quicker as well. But it does mean that property value in that community, as impoverished as it is, is going to go up. And so renting a school and even renting the pastor's home are two needs that we have that while property values are still low, to be able to bring permanence both to your home yeah. as well as to that property. And so if you're listening to this podcast and the Lord has blessed you and you would love to bless the community of Busega and the Busega community of the deaf and the blind, we would ask you to get in contact with us. You can always contact us at info at and say, I'd like to help in Busega. We have an urgent need to be able to bring permanence to the school. To bring permanence to the Kajubi family, so that these property values and these rents do not continue to increase, uh, and make it where doing ministry on a local level is is too cost prohibitive. Also, a great thing that we're looking at is is starting a cement brick making on the land, which will actually create sustainability to help us be able to build some of these buildings and projects. And so if you'd like to be a part of the startup of this brick, uh, cement brick building business, that would be fantastic. And even one of the brothers in the church, James, who sold the property has already donated some equipment to help us get started with the cement brick, but we need a pad and a few other things to get that started. And one last thing, One of the ways that you can help the children at Busega School for the Deaf and the Blind, and you can partner with Pastor Raphael, is to run for one. Mm -hmm. Our run for one is August 24th, and it will be in seven different locations. You can also run wherever you are, whether you're in Busega, Uganda, or in Kampala, or in Tebi, or if you're on the continent of Africa, or Asia, or Europe, or Australia, or South America, or North America. No matter where you are, you can run in any state by our run where you are. So go to run for one, the number 5k.org to register today for one of the live runs or to run where you are. And know that every dollar that's donated for this run will go to our unadopted programs. And if you want to know more about what unadopted does, you can always visit us at unadopted.com. Dot org, or just visit our main site at lifelinechild.org. Also, I want to remind you that in the month of July, we understand that funding for international adoption is daunting, which was why we tra- strive to provide support and relief whenever possible for families. So we're excited to share that through the generous support of several donors, we have $500 scholarships available to any new applicant families applying for Lifeline's international programs through July 31st. And so we all share the same heart to see children placed in loving Christian homes where the gospel can be made known. And it's our prayer that these scholarships will be an encouragement to families who are called to care for vulnerable children through international adoption. So visit us at lifelinechild.org backslash scholarship. Again, that's lifelinechild.org backslash scholarship to find out more information on our international programs and to begin the application process in the month of July so that you can get one of those $500 scholarships. Well, thanks for joining us from Busega, Uganda, and we pray that you will run for one. Again, that website is runforone, the number 5k.org.